welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th of 2022 in Verona, Italy. This year will be an exclusively in-person edition. The main theme of the event will be all-round wine communication and tickets are on sale now. The second early bird discount will be available until September 18th. For more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today we're in the heart of the Po Valley to meet my guest, Sofia Malagoli, who we are joining at her family, Acetaia Malagoli Daniele, at Castelfranco Emilia, in the countryside between Modena and Bologna. We're here to discuss and to learn about not wine, but about an equally important and compelling product of the grape, Aceto Balsamico Tradizionale di Modena, DOP. Thank you for joining me today, Sofia. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much, Mark. So you're actually on holiday at the beautiful seaside right now. I'm imagining that it's a very hot and steamy summer in Emilia-Romagna. It's super hot and super humid. It's basically all the year. Okay. Now, for our listeners to give a real impression of where the Acetaia Maligoli Daniele is located, can you tell us a little bit about Castelfranco Emilia, where you're located, what the countryside is like, and you know what the life is like for you there? Yeah, sure. So the life in the countryside, it's very relaxing. Our Acetaia is located in Castelfranco Emilia, as you said, which is a small town between Modena and Bologna. So we are exactly in the middle between these two beautiful towns. And we make traditional balsamic vinegar. So it means that we grow our own grapes, we have the barrels, and our life is completely dedicated to the nature and to the ancient traditions of our country. Okay, well, your family produces, as you say, traditional aceto balsamico, aceto balsamico tradizionale di Modena. That tradizionale is a very important word because it distinguishes what you do from the balsamic vinegars found in supermarkets and shops throughout the world. But what you're doing is very special, very rare very expensive. Tell us a little bit about what aceto balsamico tradizionale di Modena is. Yes, you are correct, Mark. In the market, there are two different kinds of aceto balsamico. The balsamic vinegar that everybody knows is called aceto balsamico di Modena EGP. In English, it's called balsamic vinegar of Modena PGI, Protected Geographical Indication. 
This kind of product, it's really good. Of course, it was born to be used every day for dressing uh, the salad, to be sold in all the world, so basically to be a commercial product with a very reasonable price and also able to be made in a short time. There's also another kind of product, the aceto balsamico tradizionale, so the traditional balsamic vinegar of Modena, uh, that has the certification DOP, in English is PDO, Protected Designation of Origin. So, unluckily, the names of the products and the certifications sound very similar, but they have completely different meanings. And as I always used to say, they, have, they are very good friends but they can't be considered brothers. So do you would like me to tell you something about the differences between of the two? Yes, I think that's a good place to start. And then I would like us, Sophia, to really learn in detail the process that you go through to make the traditional aceto balsamico. Just to make you understand better what I mean when I say that they are two different products, uh, the AGP, balsamic vinegar of Modena, must be made by the Italian law with always at least two ingredients, wine vinegar and cooked or concentrated cooked grape juice. Then the producer is allowed to add, if he wants, a tiny amount of caramel to make it darker, and always added sulfites. So this is the recipe of the AGP balsamic vinegar of Modena. The sort of balsamic vinegar we find in our supermarkets. Sure, correct, correct. Uh, then be careful because the market is very busy, it's very full of fake products. So never believe when you find balsamic vinegars with written on the label numbers or specific references about the aging. The law says that about the both, I mean AGP, DOP, numbers are never allowed on the label. So be careful. So what the law says about the PGI, so the commercial product that you find at the supermarket in all the world, it says that the minimum aging by the Italian law for this kind of product must be always of at least 60 days. It means at least two months. And the aging is in very big, 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 super large wooden barrels of thousand and thousand liters. Only when you read on the label the word aged, in Italian invecchiato, it means at least three years of aging still in wooden barrels. So these are the only two possibilities about the aging for the AGP balsamic vinegar of Modena. Then what PGI, what the certification means? The certification means uh, this is referred to all the products that uh, have this kind of certification that at least one of the main processes has to be made in the place of the certification. What it means? In this case, aceto balsamico di Modena is allowed to be made by the Italian law in the provinces of Modena and Reggio Emilia. And the law says that only the aging has to be made in Modena or Reggio Emilia, what I mean. So the minimum 60 days or the minimum three years of aging, well, the product has to stay in Modena or Reggio Emilia. But the ingredients 
don't have to come from Modena and Reggio Emilia. So the grape that the producers of the AGP balsamic vinegar don't have to be cultivated only in Modena and Reggio Emilia. And also the bottling can be made where the producer wants. So, for example, the AGP balsamic vinegar of Modena can be also bottled in the United States. The only thing is that it must be aged in Modena and Reggio Emilia. This is because, um, Mark, maybe you don't know, but can you imagine how many liters of AGP balsamic vinegar the producers make every year, more or less? Oh, I should think just oceans and oceans of it because it's so, everywhere. In liters, it's really crazy. It's about 100 million liters of AGP balsamic vinegar. That's a huge number. And this is the reason why the law is quite flexible about the ingredients. And it says, of course, you have to use specific varieties of grapes like Trebbiano, Lambrusco, Sangiovese, but they don't have to be cultivated only in Modena, Reggio Emilia or Emilia-Romagna because Modena and Reggio Emilia are very tiny provinces. And there, we are not able to make all the grapes that the producers of the AGP balsamic vinegar need. So that's the reason. Okay, well, this is really, really helpful because I do think that this is a great confusion for consumers. You know, the, 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 the vast quantities make people believe that this is what aceto balsamico really is, this, this, these vast quantities. But now let's turn our attention to something very, very special that gave the inspiration, shall we say, for this product we find around the world, but which is the genuine and real um, product that has a long history and is completely different. Let's now turn to what your family dedicates yourselves to, to the traditional aceto balsamico. So it was just an introduction to make you able to compare the differences. Absolutely, and a very important um, and necessary comparison. So as I, as I always used to say to the people who come to visit our acetaia, first of all, it's called acetaia because vinegar in Italian is aceto. So the place where the aceto is made is always called acetaia. So that's the reason of the, the meaning of the name. Well, when people come to visit us, I always used to say that, of course, at the end of the tour, they taste the vinegar. And if they like like it, they make me happy. But I would love more to make them understand that the greatest value of the aceto balsamico tradizionale to me is represented by its history, its culture, because it's part of our local culture since a thousand and thousand years. So the taste is important, but what is more important to me is this, the history that it represents. We know that it exists in the area at least since the Roman time. A famous poet, Virgil, Virgilio, in Italian, talked about the traditional balsamic vinegar into one of his poems, and he was born in the 70 before Christ. Then, during the centuries, especially in the 17th century, it became one of the most important and precious products ever in the area. And this was thanks to the Duke of Modena, Mr. Francesco d'Este. The Duke of Modena used to travel a lot in all Europe, even if not yet in the world, but Europe at that time was enough. And he wanted to bring something to the people he met, to kings, imperators, very important people. But, you know, at that time, the, the most important products uh, were 
for example, spices, salt, chocolate, tea. But Modena is very far from the Americas. It was really hard to have all these products. They were expensive, but it was also hard to have these products. So after a while, the Duke of Modena has the idea to bring together with him balsamic vinegar, very, very small bottles of balsamic vinegar. And this is the reason why in the 17th century, many people in all Europe started to know this kind of product and started to call it the Modena's Black Gold, because it has always been the only one kind of gold that we have ever had in Modena. Then, and this is really interesting, and this is also the reason why my dad bought all the barrels that we have, is because maybe you know that to age a very good traditional balsamic vinegar of Modena, we need a batteria. Batteria is the line of barrels made uh, always by at least five barrels, different sides, different wood. Batteria, okay. It's really important, as I said, to age a good traditional balsamic vinegar. But it also represents, since centuries and centuries, the dowry of the daughters. So, well, when a woman was pregnant of a girl, the husband used to buy a new batteria. In this way, a day when the daughter would have been married, she would always have been able to bring a, a very special gift to her husband, a very good traditional balsamic vinegar of Modena. So this is the reason why people still make the traditional balsamic vinegar, most of all for passion to continue our old tradition. This is not a commercial product, it's not born to be sold, to represent a business, it represents a great part of our local culture since thousand and thousand years. So this is something about the history. That's really, really fascinating, Sophia. So would families still today, perhaps in their homes, have their own small batteria? Italian Wine Podcast, part of the Mama Jumbo Shrimp family. Sure, so many families nowadays only in their ethics because people think that the traditional balsamic vinegar is made in the basement as wine, but it's completely different, it's opposite. And we, we age our traditional balsamic vinegar in the ethic, so under the roof, this for different reasons. And so many families nowadays still age the balsamic vinegar there just for passion. And um, one of the greatest differences between the two products uh, is that uh, the AGP balsamic vinegar is made by entrepreneurs. Uh, they have great companies. But the traditional balsamic vinegar of Modena is made by families. Maybe they have different jobs, different careers. As in my family, my dad was an engineer and he used to make the traditional balsamic vinegar just for passion. So this is a great difference. With the balsamic vinegar, the AGP, people make money and they make it for business. The traditional one, okay, we try to sell it and etc. But if people still make it, it's first of all for a great, great passion. And a way of life as well, as well as maintaining these traditions that go back centuries. Exactly. We do our best in order to continue the tradition. And this is also the reason why I decided to turn my daddy's hobby 
into a business because I wanted to do my best in order to guarantee a future to this very old local tradition. Okay, so let's start at the beginning of each year then. You have your own vineyards, the grapes are picked. What happens next? Sure, so it's picked it's pressed. What what are the grape varieties, Sofia? Yeah, there are different varieties. The most popular are Trebbiano and Lambrusco. Okay, the grapes of the area then. Exactly. It's very interesting because Trebbiano is white and Lambrusco is red. So many people think that we use only red grapes, uh, seeing the dark color of the products, but this is not correct. For example, we have our own vineyard and we make only Trebbiano grape, and Trebbiano is white. At the end of the process of aging, the color of the vinegar becomes really dark by nature. Okay. So it's it's really funny to me because very often I see in, in the markets, in the world, the white balsamic vinegar. Be careful. That is a fraud. The white balsamic vinegar can't exist by nature. Because we press the grape, we cook the juice, the only ingredient of the traditional balsamic vinegar is the cooked grape juice. No wine vinegar, no added sulfites, and no caramel. Okay. So it means that uh, during the, the cooking, it doesn't boil, but it cooks. The juice, uh, in, in our case, is, uh, is clear because it comes from white grapes, but it becomes uh, uh, darker because this is thanks to the, the cooking, thanks to a natural caramelization of the sugar. And then it starts the process of making and aging. And you should know. So the the grape the grapes are, are pressed. The juice is then cooked in what a big open vat, a copper vat. A, a big open vat, stainless steel, well, mostly. Okay. And just to the right concentration. Exactly. So no seeds, no skin, only the poor juice, and it cooks very slowly for many hours. Then when it's cooked and cold, we make it rest in the pot. The harvest is in September, more or less, one month later than wine, than the grapes for wine. And then as soon as the winter comes, why I say the winter? Because if you remember the acetaya, the traditional balsamic vinegar is made in the ethic. And, uh, and there I feel the differences of temperature between winter cold and summer hot. So as soon as the, the, the fresh, the cold temperature arrives, I go to the acetaya and I'm allowed to take out from the smallest barrel of the batteria a tiny, tiny amount of vinegar for the bottling. Be careful. All the barrels can never be empty and I'm allowed to take out a tiny amount of vinegar for the bottling only and always from the smallest barrel of the batteria. Then all the barrels are always open and I can't forget that during the summertime it's extremely hot and humid there. So I lose a lot of product due to evaporation. So what it means... As soon as I finish to take out the vinegar for the bottling, I must refill all the barrels. Not only the smallest one, but also the others, because much of the product has evaporated. So I start to refill from the, the second to the first. The first is the smallest. From the third to the second. And I do this process for all the barrels of the batteria. And then in the mother barrel, which is the biggest barrel, I used to put a very young traditional balsamic. So it means that every year the vinegar stays in a different wooden barrel, different wood. 
different sides. And when it arrives at the end, it's full of different characteristics because every wood, mulberry, chestnut, oak, juniper, gives to the vinegar different characteristics, colors, flavors, and taste. And the minimum aging of the traditional balsamic vinegar by the Italian law has to be always of at least, be careful, 12 years. Or when we talk about the extra old, the golden cap, always at least 25 years of aging at least. So it sounds quite different than at least 60 days or at least three years. This is completely different product with different aging and different method and etc. Absolutely. Now, I'm just imagining you're at Chetaya, Sophie. I'm imagining being in there with all of these barrels stretching out all of different sizes. I'm imagining the aromas as the evaporation is taking place. This wonderful scene of traditional artisan production on a tiny scale. Yeah, Correct. It's a, it's, a magical, uh, it's a magical word. The ethic is always sweet of a special flavor, and this is given by, by the evaporation of the vinegar. And most of all, everything is done by, by hand. So no machines, no technology. It's a, it's a word that lives in the past, basically. Aceto is, in a way, a misleading word for what you produce, because this is not a vinegar in any sense that we understand it. It's infinitely more complex. Uh, it's, not, it's not like a vinegar. Is that right? Yes, this is a kind of art. And just to make you know that this is, it gives an extra value to the balsamic, traditionale, traditionale. So it must be bottled, it has to be bottled by the Italian law only into a specific round bottle, the same for all the certified DOP producers. And this bottle is designed by Giorgetto Giugiaro. Do you know, Mark, uh, Giorgetto Giugiaro? No, I don't. Giorgetto Giugiaro is actually one of the most uh, famous uh, Italian designers. He designed uh, cars. He worked for Ferrari, Alfa Romeo. The traditional balsamic vinegar, as you know, is considered as a gold, a very special product, like a treasure. So it deserved to be bottled in a very meaningful one. And this is the reason why in 1987, Giorgetto Giugiaro designed a bottle for this kind of product. So be careful. Don't believe again to all the labels that you find in the world. Yes, and as well, that particular bottle shape is a guarantee of con- for the consumer because it will only be, the DOP will only be in this beautiful little bottle rather than fanciful bottles that you see Correct. that can also be very expensive. Now, we're running out of time here, Sofia, so I briefly want to discuss Aceto Balsamico Tradizionale di Modena and gastronomy. How does one enjoy this very special product? First of all, you can use it also alone. The reason why many centuries ago it started to be called balsamico, maybe you don't know the meaning of this word in Italian, but if you consider the air conditioner uh, makes your hair better, and we call it in Italian balsamo, 
Or, for example, when you have the sore throat and you don't feel very good, in Italian we say that we can have balsamic candies, balsamic. Okay. Or when we are at the spa enjoying a, a relaxing massage, they use it on our skin in Italian, olio balsamico. So all the products that are called balsamo, balsamico mean that they have good properties on our health. And this is also the reason why this kind of vinegar that is not only a vinegar, as you said, started to be called balsamico in the past because people understood that it would have been perfect, even used like a medicine. It's a perfect digestive. So many people also nowadays used to have three, four drops of traditional balsamic vinegar on a coffee spoon after their lunch or dinner to help the digestion processes or for the reflux. So this is the reason why the traditional balsamic vinegar of Modena is perfect, even used also alone. Or you can combine it to basically all the foods on pasta, like tortelloni with ricotta cheese or pumpkins, on risotto, risotto allo zafferano, saffron risotto, on the tagliata, so on the meat, or on the ice cream, it's really nice. Of course, please, not chocolate ice cream, but on vanilla, cream, milk cream, it's really delicious. On strawberries, so for example, you can wash the strawberries and cut them in two or four parts as you wish. Put them in a bowl with a great spoon of sugar and a few drops of aceto balsamico tradizionale. Then mix everything and make it rest in your fridge for at least 45 minutes. And then you will have the strawberries with a very delicious juice. You can enjoy the strawberries alone together with their juice or on the, on the ice cream. So this is a very quick recipe with traditional balsamic vinegar that make um, the ice cream or the strawberries really delicious. Oh my, that sounds so good. And I imagine in summer, that's a perfect way to enjoy your aceto balsamico tradizionale. But the most important thing is uh, that you should use the traditional balsamic vinegar always after the cooking. It's really thick and the thickness is given by the time, by the aging. You don't need to cook this kind of vinegar in order to reduce it. It's already concentrated by nature and by time. So always after the cooking, never forget. And really, you want it to be um, a star to really enhance the dish that it. I love it just on a, a little nugget of Parmigiano Reggiano, for example. Oh yeah, sure. I forgot to talk about Parmigiano Reggiano cheese. Maybe this is the best way to enjoy it. Okay, well, Sofia, it's been a real joy to speak to you today. Uh, you've engaged us in the secret world of the real aceto balsamico tradizionale, which is so different from what most of us normally encounter. The best way, I say, to really experience it is to visit Emilia Romagna, to go to the Acetaia Malagoli Danieli, for example, and to find out about it, learn and enjoy at the source. So I hope our listeners will find you and visit you and i look forward to doing so myself thank you very much for being my guest today thank you so much for inviting me i truly appreciate it and i wait you very soon at the acetaia thank you sofia grazie e a presto ciao grazie mille bye bye mark ciao, ciao. bye bye mm-hmm. 
We hope you enjoyed today's episode brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th, 2022 in Verona, Italy. Remember, the second early bird discount on tickets will be available until September 18th. For more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.